0: Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 15-plus year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota Metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Sterry, that's S-T-A-R-Y music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and see live streaming of most all of my performances on Periscope. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. Also, consider helping get the word out on the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, word of mouth, etc. Happy Thought of the Day is by the classic Minnesota rock band, The Suburbs, off their 1980 record, In Combo. I like cows. And they like me. I like cows. Just wait and see. Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Starry Music Podcast, Episode 10. Hope you enjoyed Part 1 of my interview with legendary Suburbs drummer Hugo Clares. It's been getting great feedback. Thanks again for tuning in. Last week's gigs wrap-up. Wednesday, I played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. Nice holiday crowd. It was an active night on Periscope. Something like 350 viewers. Kudos to my pilot and dog park friend, Jim, for working the Periscope video audience while I was jamming, and also for the podcast and marketing tips. Thursday, Brian Johnson and myself performed at Pier 500 in Hudson, Wisconsin. It was my birthday, and man, did we have fun. I'd like to throw a shout out to some of the folks that rocked out with us, such as Kemper and Jen. Thanks for the mic stand, guys. Sandy, Sean, glad you caught an earlier flight. Don, Steve, Amanda, etc. Hope to see you all again soon. Friday, I performed a solo show at Summerbee Golf Club in Byron, Minnesota. I know that my golden retriever, Copper, sure misses Clyde and Tammy, who often babysit her in Hastings, Minnesota, while I'm off playing my Rochester area shows. Hope you're enjoying Key West this winter, guys. Copper is waiting. Saturday, I played a solo show at Trail Stop Tavern in Egan, Minnesota. Was great to see Annie and Ryan of the Schumach family out and about with friends. Was crazy packed in there. Also, Matt Carlson and Lisa. Breaks aren't long enough my friends, need to catch up and spin some vinyl soon. Upcoming shows. Wednesday, December 23rd, 2015, I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 8:30 to 10:30 p.m. That's it for shows this week. Looking forward to spending time with family and friends this holiday season. Guest this week is part two of my interview with Hugo Claire's, a true Twin Cities Minnesota music legend. He's the drummer for the iconic Minnesota rock band, The Suburbs. With classic songs such as Love is the Law, Rattle My Bones, Music for Boys, Cows, Life is Like, etc., The Suburbs are one of the most beloved bands in Twin Cities, Minnesota modern music history. Enjoy the conversation. Welcome back, Hugo. This is part two of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast with Hugo Clares of the iconic Twin Cities band, The Suburbs. And we were still here at the Sparrow Cafe in the corner of 50th and Penn, and the rain has finally stopped. It's turning into a nice afternoon here, and man, I'm sure thrilled to be talking to you, uh, Hugo. This is just a ton of fun, and thank you for doing this podcast.
1: Thank you you very much.
0: Um, At the end of podcast and end of the last podcast, we were talking about uh, drumming and how good of a drummer your son is. Uh, it's one of the questions I had for you. You talk about your machine gun style fills and stuff. Who are some of your drumming influences or musical influences in general?
1: Well, I would have to say my 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 real drumming influences were uh Ginger Baker, Charlie Watts, uh later on, um Stuart Copeland, and um, I'd have to say that the person that's influenced me most in drumming, although our our styles aren't similar, but uh, I've always had just a ton amount of admiration for Dave All and okay. how he plays and the way he plays and. The Suicide Commandos are a three-piece band, and he fills a lot of fills a lot of holes and and a lot of things. And I've always uh, I've always thought that that was, um, you know. Plus, I got so many chances to see him play. Yeah, and Johnny Haga is another guy from town that is just. Uh, fundamentally a, a really sound drummer Peter Anderson from Minneapolis as well okay. um musically I'd have to say the f- the first band that made me want to be in a band was Creedence Clearwater Revival okay uh, they, there was just something about them and uh some of the stuff they did, Fortunate Son, uh, I remember buying the Susie Q single. Really? Yeah, and it, uh, it faded out yep. on side one, and you flipped it over, and then it faded back up. Are you serious? Finished. Yep, yep. And I never, ever had heard anything like that. So that is cool. I, I did not know that. I, I really, really, uh, I, I loved them. Um, saw them on American Bandstand when okay. I was in like sixth or seventh grade. And it was like, these guys are cool. These mm-hmm. guys are cool. And um, my friend and I were like, which one do you think's the singer? Which one do you think is the singer? And. I guessed, you know, I guessed John Fogarty, and I I just was like so proud. But uh, then after that, it it everything really changed with Iggy and the Stooges, and then David Bowie. Yeah. That, that really, you know, um, and you know the the Ramones and the Sex Pistols, and you know all the all those punk rock bands that surfaced when and we started surfacing i you know i I was into a lot of those bands, but you know it it was like uh raw power that that record pretty much you know changed how I felt about you know uh, a verse a chorus, a verse, a chorus, a bridge uh-huh. type thing. It was just you know just rock it's just you just have to rock and so. Um, How about as a band? What were some
0: of the bands that you were kind of emulating or looked up to as a group that you were like, oh, we kind of want to be like these guys, maybe a little bit like these guys, a little bit like these guys, and put it together?
1: We, um, I don't know. You know, there was was a period where, um, you know, like, Station to Station, you know, we, we really, like, listened to that record and analyzed it, and, you know, we, we tried to write a song, uh, which turns out was Change Agent, which was on the B side of World War Three, and uh, that, that was kind of, we, we we were listening to Station to Station and then writing that song, and um but more than anything with the you know the four songwriters in the band um we never really said no to anything okay after a while we'd be like that's way schmaltzy was a you know like schmaltzy. corny <laughs> yeah, that's too schmaltzy for us we can't do that but You know, I mean, you go back and listen to our early Longhorn tapes with I Like to Shoot Pistols, which is like a cowboy song, like a country song. And, um, you know, uh, we pretty much everything we wrote in the first two, three years that we were together, we played. Okay. And maybe we didn't play it very long. Maybe after one or two gigs, it was gone. But <laughs> we played everything. We we didn't say, nah, that's not you know, that's not gonna that's not gonna cut it. That's one thing I was gonna ask you is nowadays is is
0: uh, it's kind of required of bands, or it's a lot of bands have to play a lot of cover songs and cover a lot of hours at a show. My average show is probably three hours long, bunch of covers and stuff. Back when you guys were starting and playing, were you guys doing these long nights? Were you doing more showcase stuff with just your own music, or how would, how did that all work? Yeah, we
1: were, like, um, they they didn't want us to play at the Longhorn because we didn't know covers. We didn't play covers, and which is why we just started having parties at our space, and we'd get the commandos to play, we'd get the hipsters to come and play, and... Um, you know, eventually, but we uh, we tried some covers, like w- when Bruce and Michael and I had the Titsy Flies was the band we had before the yep. suburbs got started. We would do, like, For Your Love and, and things like that, but um, it just never... Michael and I were kind of novices as far as when we met. I said I played drums, and he said he played bass, and in reality, I had a drum set, and he had a bass guitar. <laughs> so we didn't we didn't know. We didn't know. You know, Bruce knew cover songs, and he knew, you know, songs, because I guess guitar players do that kind of stuff. But we never really... Uh, the, the suburbs experimented with uh, Spill the Wine by War. Yep. And um, we didn't really... Uh, well, uh, Linus and Lucy by Vince Geraldi would be a little thing that we would throw in for a three-minute network time killer, you know. Chan yeah. start playing that, and we'd kind of just jam along to it, but... Uh, you know we never, uh, and we when we started the new band we we did a television song. We did uh, waiting for my man Lou Reed. We did uh, the thrill of it all, Roxy Music. And we we kind of started like let's pick a cover song for every show we do. Cool. And then somehow that uh, that faded out because it got to the point where uh, Chan and I just started talking, and we were, you know, we were picking cover tunes, and I said, "Chan, you're the songwriter," and I just said, "If if we're gonna keep doing this." We got to have some new songs and yeah. I, lo and behold I didn't think that he'd come back in the next six months with a dozen songs and we'd you know get a kickstarter and get that record off the ground but and now he's just on a roll he's just uh, practically every week he comes to practice he's got a new idea.
0: Wow that's great.
1: So I'm just, I I'm just keep harping on
0: that I, I really hope you put out a book of some of your memories and things like that cause just describing that how you guys uh, weren't going to do covers so you decided to to throw parties at your practice space and people would show up at that and play with the suicide commandos it sounds like just a magical time in the Twin Cities music scene um how do you think the Twin Cities music scene has changed since that big camaraderie back then and people just flocking and worshiping or you know really loving bands like you guys to the music scene now? What's some of the major differences for better or for worse
1: in your opinion? Well, I you know I think I think the better thing is that the social media that people have a lot more ways to Exploit their vehicle or get get the message across that they're doing gigs and stuff like that. But um, I th- I think the camaraderie is missing. I know like Jeremy plays with Haley Bonar and they have Grandma's boyfriend and um, I know like. Uh, hippocampus and somebody just played and they had a really big show but I play with a friend of mine's son he's like uh, 27 28 in fact they got a show I think it's this week (laughs) Um, I'm not playing because he knew I was having surgery he got somebody else to drum for me but they're called yours truly uh, we made a record at Blackberry Way like two and a half years ago it never came out um, it it gives me such a different perspective and as to how fortunate I really am yeah that I came from the suburbs because. I go, you know, and Michael doesn't plug his band with featuring the drummer from the suburbs or anything like that. But, I mean, we go and play gigs at the Hexagon, the Kitty Cat Club, or uh, these small bars, and there's ten people there. Really? There's ten people there. Yeah, I know what it's like. It's like... You know, and and then I have guys in the suburbs say, you know, why do you do that? Why do you even bother? And it's like I'm helping a kid out. I'm helping a kid trying to get his music across. You know, how else does it happen? You know, it's yeah. just and and so it it seems like people used to go see new bands. And I don't go out a lot. God, I'm fifty nine. You know, I don't go out a lot. But there, there are bands I hear about that I do want to go see. And um, you know, like there was all these bands I wanted to see that were playing at that replacements uh, tribute thing. Yeah, but it's like. I don't want to go watch these bands play replacement songs. I want to go watch them play their stuff. Yeah. You know, like the furry things and what's the girl band starts with a B. Uh, but they're supposed to I'm not to be- quite
0: sure. It does seem like nowadays though it's I hate It's kind of like uh things have to have kind of a gimmick to it. Mm-hmm. Either a theme or a gimmick and just straight up Bands or rock bands are presenting their own stuff. Uh, if they don't have some kind of catch to it, it doesn't seem like it catches on as much as it used to, in my view. Yeah. Um, do you have any, it, for us us people uh, in the music business around the Twin Cities here that are trying to make it, trying to get to a level of like the suburbs? Um, do you have any advice for musicians in general on uh, how to how to how to stick with it? Um, how to uh succeed in whatever that means in the music business around the twin Cities
1: um, you just gotta keep sending your you know your promo kit your press kit your you know to bars booking agencies uh. Send stuff to Jeff Buswell, our manager, you know. Maybe you'll wind up playing a gig with us because we all are looking for opening bands. Um, Really, it's just, it's never give up, and it's it's hard. It's hard to, because sometimes even being in the suburbs, it's like, well, fuck it, (laughs) you know. Who cares? Why keep trying? But ultimately, somebody is going to get behind you. Yeah. You know, we've been talking about in our band is we need underwriters. You know, we need people that are believers in the band that will say, I can help you get that record done. I can help you get that single done. You know, um, I you know, uh, there's the GoFundMe and you know Kickstarter worked for us. Yeah. Kickstarter worked for us. Um, I keep thinking, why don't? Why isn't there a cooperative of? You know, starving artists. I don't know. Yeah. It'd be nice if there was one. <laughs> you know, it's it just, and and there's so many people out there. Like you know, Steve McClellan, uh, Maggie McPherson seems like she's a doer. You know that people that want to help bands, um, I I don't want to piss anybody off but yeah. I don't think the radio is much support no heck no no you know they they support what's hot you know if you're Courtney Barnett or if you're something like that you get you know but um, you know that that thing they do at the rock the garden every year yeah it hasn't rocked Do they have very many local bands? It used to be, you know, it could be so much more, you know, two, three stages with different kinds of bands. It doesn't have to be the flavor of the month on the current, you know. Yeah. Um, I think that hurts. I I mean, there should be a a local, well, the the POS guys do their festival. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that Canterbury, okay. that What's that called? That uh, I forget. But they have a festival out there.
0: Um,
1: I don't know. I, I mean, it seems like there's a lot of people that care, but and it just seems like there's a lot of people that just care about their own band, and you know. Um, we need a place that. People can afford to go to every night, like oh. the Longhorn. Yeah, you know where. If someone does come see you, they're spending a fortune on a, yeah. a beers, ten bucks, and you know whatever. I know it's so funny. I, I don't drink anymore, and then I uh, was in a store the other day, and a carton of cigarettes was a hundred and nine dollars. <laughs> And I'm like, "Are you kidding me? hundred and nine dollars for you know? I never bought a carton of cigarettes when I smoked, but a hundred and nine dollars is that's a like... that's
0: a good chunk there, Hugo. <laughs> All right, um, on this podcast every week I have a segment called uh, Story Behind the Song segment,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: I asked you before the podcast. Um, my band, Mark Staring the Whiskey Roses, back in the day we used to cover um, Rattle My Bones by The Suburbs, mm-hmm. and it's one of the best, exp- I just get goosebumps even thinking about it now. Um, the crowd would be singing along, and it was just, it's such a, a fun song to play and listening to the live version off of Viva Love Suburbs. And, and um, I was just curious if you had any thoughts or stories about that song in particular. I was going to take that one at the end of this podcast. Um uh, how it maybe how it got written, how it got put together, just any thoughts in general about that song
1: it uh the song was all uh is it a limerick yeah it 's all that uh and Chan wrote all that, and he 's just like dun, 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 you know and he 's singing along, and um it 's about you know. Connecting on the dance floor, you know the blood starts to boil, the bones start. It's about dancing, and um, he uh, had the whole little limerick, but he ran out of a line, and he said, "And the headphones connected to," and I said, "The headphones." And that was it. He's that's like that's my favorite line in the song. That's, that's your it. line. That's my oh. line. Headbone connects to the headphones. <laughs>
0: that's yours. Yep.
1: And that's my. That's the only contribution to that song.
0: By oh, me. that's. A, but that a, that kind of just puts the puts the nail right in it yeah. though. That's a great yeah. line to, to tag right with that song. Yep. My favorite line in that song. So. Um, that's been a crowd favorite for years. For years oh, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, is there any other songs that uh, what's some of your favorite songs suburb songs over the years um, that you enjoyed playing or listening to that still, that still you really like
1: uh, well Cows I love Cows Cows is, is, is one of my songs I might favorite. put Cows in the podcast too that's, a, and, that's an awesome um, song you know we've uh, where
0: did that song stem from
1: that was written by me and Chan. Really? Yep. Yeah. The wrote, video is cool, too. Chan wrote it on bass guitar. It was just written on bass guitar and drums. The, the guys that... Remember... Uh, Good Company? Yes. It was the production guys from Good Company said, can we make a video of cows? And you guys are standing there with the grills, right? Yeah, we're standing there with the grills, <laughs> which was their idea. And our idea was... Those cows are now in front of the state fairgrounds. What? Yeah. Those cows are in front of the state fairgrounds on uh, Como.
0: I live right across the street from
1: there. And um, they used to be the Ewell Brother uh, dairy. They were on Golden Valley Road in Washburn. Oh my God. And when the Ewell Brothers dairy closed, they took them from there and put them up in front of the fairgrounds. Because I grew up on the north side and I actually lived a half a block from those cows. And when they said they wanted to do this video, I'm like, we got to get Chan on these cows. We got to get Chan on these cows. But yeah, if you're driving down it's like a main entrance and and you'll see you'll see the cows are just it's got to be like the swine barn or not the swine i'll barn. drive past on the way home right now you'll see him you'll see him on the north side of como avenue
0: oh god what a great just story just
1: past raymond i believe yep so when we actually shot that video the cows were still on going valley road <laughs> and then they moved him over there.
0: Oh man, that's a great—that's a great story. Well, I Hugo, know. we're already running out of time again for the second podcast. Um, I if just, you notice,
1: too on when we're grilling, everybody is grilling meat except I have a bunch of carrots. Is it really? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to watch that again later. Hugo, thank you so much for being on the Mark Sterling Music Podcast. I hope to have, have you on again. This will be a two parter.
1: More guys. We'll get Chan and... if you'd
0: like to I would love to sure. I'm a huge huge fan of your guys' band and have a lot of respect for your career in the Twin Cities here and uh, I'm just just very honored to have you on the show and thank you so much for sitting down and chatting with me and uh, I, I really appreciate it so Hugo thank you for being on the Mark Day Music Podcast That was Mr. Hugo Clares, legendary drummer for the iconic Minnesota band, The Suburbs. It was an honor to have him on the podcast. Story behind the song segment for the week, Hugo Beyond covered the featured podcast songs during the interview. So without further ado, off The Suburbs 1980 release in combo, Cows. Crank it up. Thanks for tuning into this week's edition of the Mark Stary Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for a new podcast about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It can be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Till next time. I like me, I like cows, just wait and see, but they go, move, hey, move over, ah, but uh, uh, uh. Well, I like cows, I like them watch meat, I like cows.